I listen to the, I, li- I listen to the quiz and then look and then turn it off. Welcome along. This is the world famous Long Snapper podcast. Now, um, I'm sorry to break it to you, um, but I've been putting this off for as long as humanly possible. Um, we did do a joint sort of quiz episode with the Un-American Football Show in the summer, um, but I've just run out of excuses. Um, Nate is finally here on the <laughs> podcast proper. Um, how are you doing? Obviously, I picked a week um, that the Indianapolis Colts won, so um, you know you can you can be happy about that. Um, how the devil are you? You're such a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you not listened to us before? Yeah, I know. I know. I just always think that Adam secretly is a nice guy, but he just pretends to be a prick. But no, uh, I, I thought it was the other way around, um, actually. But okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be finally uh, snapping some long balls. It's great. It's exciting. You know, you're, you're here to find out what a proper podcast is all about. None of the, none of this borough pod or any any of this extracurricular <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no, my, my uh, the, the Un-American Football Show are actually recording as we speak. I've literally bailed on them to come and do this one instead. Oh, so it's Ooh, win-win. Spicy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I, I have the pleasure of recording this and immediately going and editing that. <laughs> oh, that sounds like oh. the worth of both worlds. Um, and, I, and I do mean nice. the worth of both worlds. Um, uh, Pat is here. Um, Pat wouldn't miss this um, for for anything. Um, how are you doing, Pat? I'm good. Yeah, I, I only go missing when I'm in a cottage with really shitey internet. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, you don't go missing when the Jags lose. Otherwise, um, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be that mean. Um, Rich, you see Rich... me twice a year. <laughs> Rich is here year. as well. Um, in a very striking orange San Francisco Giants hoodie. Um, yeah. How are you doing? Got to rep some of the other SF teams at some points. Um, I'm good, mate. I'm delighted that you've brought Nate on because this feels like revenge for uh, our Rams fan, Dave, who joined us last week. Last week? The week before, whatever it was. Yeah, if you didn't hear that, we did a we did a quiz, which was basically Dave versus, funnily enough, you two. Because um, we're the only ones who turn up these days. Yeah, it does. It does seem that way. Um, and yet, there's I, still too much mark. We've yeah, we've already had too much mark. But yeah, the the flavour of that was was Dave had a few questions about the Los Angeles Rams and then lost to you guys um, by not knowing enough about them. Um, so on a by similar not vein, knowing, by not knowing that the Patriots play in Boston was the main problem. That that was <laughs> <laughs> that was that was an issue. Um, but, I genuinely felt sorry for him because I, I knew I know exactly what that feels like to just have your brain shut down on an answer you absolutely know. I mean, honestly, I tried to I tried to sort of set it up so that it would embarrass you and Pat, um, and it, but it kind of spectacularly backfired. Um, no such motivation this week with Nate on the show. Um, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I'll happily embarrass any of you. That goes without saying. Um, but here's the format. Now, pay attention. Um, although, if you want to be a true long snapper, don't pay attention and then ask what's going on when we when we start. But I've got some lists of stuff, and each list I want you to tell me how many you think you can name. Um, if you name that many, you will get that many points. But here's the twist if you get one wrong or you get stuck, Rich and Pat can team together. They only have to na- name one to steal all your points. 
Or if you name them all, if you say you're going to name seven and you successfully name seven, Rich and Pat can still name another one and steal all your points. So you can't go too conservative if you catch my drift. I know it does yeah, feel that's, like that's a not a worry with, Kate, with names. You've um, yeah, you've pro- you've properly gone. I've got a really great format. Let me twist it so Nate, Nate will not win. I love. Uh, that's, 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 that is exactly what I would do uh, were the roles reversed a hundred percent in your favour this is all it's all Indianapolis culture related that will not help me good good um, so yeah we'll see we'll see how this goes um, it, I've no idea um, no gut feeling um, about who's going to come out on top um, but your first list it's I mean reasonably straightforward I would think if you're uh, a fan of this team um, is to name there are six on this list that's all um, 21st century head coaches of the Colts um, so how many of the six do you think you can name well that's a very interesting question because paying attention from 2012 onwards uh, <laughs> I can certainly name three uh uh, oh, four. four. I'm going to go with four. Okay. Um, the danger, of course, is that if you successfully name four, Pat will steam in with a fifth and steal the points. But if, 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 is that what you're going to go with? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not 100%, I'm not 100% sure about the others because I'm... With American football, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not a, as much of a historian as I am with our English brand of kickball. So... Uh, <laughs> If this was naming Stevenage managers from the 1980s, you'd be all over this. But you know, every one of them, yeah. Um, Ooh, I mean, it, that's alternately, a versus, that's a Nate versus Pat quiz. I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. Every I mean, other I one guess. of them is Graham Wesley. Graham Wesley is ten <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's he's coming round again. He's, he'll be back in charge again soon. Don't worry. Right. Anyway, Indianapolis Colts head coaches. You, well, let's see you four. Okay, so uh, Tony Dungy, yeah, Frank Reich, Chuck Pagano, uh, yeah. Jim Caldwell. Yeah, there are four of them. Um, uh, fresh... And and I'm really frustrated that I can remember a fifth. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's your own <laughs> fault. It's too late now. Um, whether Rich and Pat can team up and, and name another one. Um, the tonal to difference, out. the tonal difference between you and this quiz and Dave when he came <laughs> on is, is unbelievable. <laughs> Just the smug smirking <laughs> going on there is is fantastic. Uh, Pat, I've got no idea because I don't care about the AFC South. Lucky fucking you, on the basis of like the last ten years. Um, fortunately for you, this is the same question Adam asked last week on the Rams, so I swore it up. Oh, Pat, that's that's not that's that's not playing the game fair. <laughs> to be fair, Nate, uh, Nate's presumably listened to that episode as well and would probably yeah. have known what was coming. Uh, well, he, he did say he did tell me there was a quiz, but I do I failed to think. Oh, it'd be the same thing he did last week. I thought he'd be a little bit more creative, but <laughs> no, uh, here re- we are. Rehash old ideas. Go on, Pat. Get yourself four points. Jim uh, Mora. Yeah, that'll do. Um, and the sixth was Bruce Arians, right? Yeah, because he was. stood in for Pagani. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, Rich, I'd say Richard Pat is Pat. Let's be honest. He's got four <laughs> points. 
Um, all right, ne- next list. And there are six names on this list. <laughs> I'd like to think there were more, but they're not. Um, and the, the six names are the, the Tennessee Titans quarterbacks that have beaten the Indianapolis Colts. So how many How many of those six? Oh, Jesus Christ. I can name one. <laughs> this is this is who knows who knows who knows Titans quarterbacks old like that aren't Ryan Tannehill. I literally don't know. <laughs> Hang on, let me think. Let me think. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I mean, Pat and I do, but mostly because Adam pretends that he doesn't talk about the Titans all the time on this podcast and still does. I don't. I, I, I mean, I, I a lot of I'm this en- season I haven't wanted to. I'm enjoying the <laughs> Nate attempt to to get extra time for this for thinking of telling us to talk amongst ourselves rather than the uh, mark of <laughs> horse noises that we normally get yeah at least it's enjoy. more subtle yeah. <laughs> are you going to put a timer on him uh, I mean he's only he's only guessing at this point it's, this isn't even like starting to answer the question yeah 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 sorry 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 uh, I'm going to go with And that's made, that might be one more Titans quarterback that I can remember. Three, okay. Proper guess. I can see how conflicted you are because you don't it's want to acknowledge any of these victories, but at the same time, you kind of want to win the quiz. So I get that. And, well, you could tell where the question came from in my heart. Um, but go on, name, name those three and then wait for Pat to name another one. This is how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Tannehill. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot. Kerry Collins one. Kerry Collins is correct. Yeah. Oh, right now. That's that's two. Yeah, yeah. Um. McNair. I don't know. It's the first name. I think he's called McNair. Surname. Uh, that's proper like pulling a name out of my ass. Um it, it, it'll work. You can get a point for that. Well, a provisional point. Sweet. Would that yes, would that be yes. Brian McNair? No, it'll be Steve the, the, Steve the late, the late oh, Steve, Steve McNair, rest Steve. in peace. That's right. okay. Yeah. Um but there we go, three I of am those. Stunned I got three quarterbacks, let alone ones that were actually the right answers. Well, I'm, go. I'm gonna assume based on some level of Adam happiness over the last five or six years that Mariota would be on that list as well Mariota was my first thought the only other thought I had was Vince Young who was with them in the early no what do you call it the bit between 2005 and 2010 the late 2010s yeah yeah then this but no let's go Mariota that makes sense you're cool you've got to Mariota will get you the points oh fuck I, I, I would have said Mariota, but I was like, he didn't win games. The, the, this nah. is exactly what I hoped would happen, is that you'd be really smug about that Andrew Luck era. But you forget that Andrew Luck kept getting injured. And you know, yeah, No, I don't forget that. I literally <laughs> cannot forget that, Adam. Fuck that, man. I mean, it's nice that you've grown a beard in uh, tribute to the man. <laughs> I, I had a beard long before I knew who Andrew Luck was. All right, so you're seven points in a hole. Um, let's see how many of the the 13 21st century, although Pat swatted up on this, I already know, um, the 13 21st century starting quarterbacks are for the, for the Colts. Now, 
I know he. I They're know. At 13. He, 13. And he, he's just just quarterbacks that have started a game for the Colts, not Correct. Correct. not been named starters officially. That um, have started games for the Colts. Ever. I know. I know. It's a, a lot, isn't it? Twenty first century, not preseason, right? When this, the preseason doesn't count. Come on, you know. Just checking. That. Yeah. God, if you brought the preseason into these quizzes, who knows what dreadful names you'd be dredging up? But no. Uh, 21st century Colts quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, I consider the fact that you're seven points behind. Not that I'm trying to steer you here. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Next. I'm not even going to bother counting. I'm going to go eight. Okay, eight it is. Start naming them. Andrew Luck, Peyton uh, Manning. Yeah, I'll give you those two. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Of course. <laughs> uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Yes. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, oh, oh. Matt Hasselbeck, by the way, was a Titans quarterback that has a win over the Colts, which I didn't tell <laughs> oh you God, did at the end of that. Um, um, <laughs> I knew he played for you, but again, you were shit, so... Um. Uh, oh, I don't know where to say. No, I don't. I'm not brave enough to say that one. Uh, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matty Ice. Yeah. My one away. You're up to seven. Yeah. Is he called Matty uh, Ice because that's how fast he moves? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he keeps falling over and dropping the ball. Um. <laughs> uh. Bit. Um, a proper, proper. Uh, oh, surely. Oh, I don't know. Brian Hoyer. I think he started a game. Brian Hoyer is correct. There, there are your eight. The question is, can Pat? I'm proper blanking on the other five. I literally that, that, that any was the, the last other five. <laughs> Hoyer was the one that I had in my mind as that might be one that Nate doesn't pick up on or, or just doesn't think about. So. I'm struggling, but since Pat's done his research, I'll let him answer. <laughs> Remind me of the date range, Adam? Uh, th- this century. This century, okay. I can just and there's no ambiguity that. about that because Peyton Manning started 457 consecutive games um, back at the start. So, <laughs> Although, Unluckily for me, uh, Dan Lowe is a Colts fan. And I remember on Americanage them saying Curtis Painter in a really bizarre accent. And that is what I'm going for. Yeah, Curtis Painter is, of course, correct. Now, oh, you could have had Dan Orlovsky, Kerry Collins, who inexplicably came up again, um, Josh Freeman, and Scott Tolsey. Scott Tolsey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wouldn't have got any of the rest of those names, so that's fine. <laughs> but there you go. That, that's that's definitely enough of this. Um, there's no way I can swing it so you can come back. I've dis- I'm, to- I'm, I'm so happy you asked the exact same questions that you did last week. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I think it's maybe on reflection, this quiz format was flawed and uh, biased against uh, the... Having anyone go against Pat was flawed, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. on reflection, this quiz format was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's good though. I, I I like that. It's good. There you go. It's a you... tradition to get naught on your first quiz. I did it. And Dan... yeah, David did it. And, and I'm disgusted that I named so many Titans quarterbacks. So. 
You could have said you could have said naught. Let us had no points for that and not had to name any. No, but so, you'd have got I one. The tactics. You'd have got one because you'd have got one more than me. Well, no, Adam's rules are we get whatever points you put up for grabs. Uh, yeah, should, that would have been clever. Oh, I should have just yeah, shit all over his quiz. Um, <laughs> the other list that I had prepared, but we've done, we've had more than enough of this that I'm not going to use, um, was touchdown scorers for the Colts from a year ago. But again, Pat would have cleaned up because he clearly researched this. Uh, but I discovered that you had two separate pump blocks for touchdowns last year. The same guy. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, uh, EJ Speed, I think. EJ Speed, yeah. Yeah. Which um, we got some lineman score score a touchdown as well. Oh, okay. Crazy. That's probably on my list as well. Um, but yeah, that would be a good fun. Do you feel like you've had a warm welcome to this to this pod? <laughs> I feel like I've had a suitably uh, appropriate Adam Foxcroft welcome. So Excellent. that'll do. <laughs> I'm doing my job right then. Okay. Right, let's get into the pod proper and some one sentence reviews. Looking back at week five. And we'll start with the game of the week, Indianapolis 12, Denver 9. Well, at least we got the worst game of the week out of the way early. Jesus wept. New York Giants 27, Green Bay 22. I guess those battered passes were your wide receivers' fault then, Aaron. Pittsburgh 3, Buffalo 38. This beatdown reminded me of all those Super Bowls in the 90s when Buffalo were on the receiving end, year after year after year. Tennessee 21, Washington 17. The Titans won their third straight game thanks to a very familiar sight of Carson Wentz throwing into triple covered receivers and the Titans coming away with a pick to win the game. What a ginger twat. <laughs> I was expecting something. Uh, I-, I would describe that as toned down. Um, LA Chargers 30, <laughs> Cleveland 28. Both teams tried to lose. Cleveland succeeded in their own special way. Houston 13, Jacksonville 6. So, Jacksonville are the new Indianapolis and the Texans are the new Jags. Is this how this works now? <laughs> no, no idea. I do know it's horrible. Um, Chicago 22, Minnesota 29. With Jefferson and Cousins setting personal and franchise records alike, you'd be forgiven for assuming the Vikings strolled to a comfortable victory over the Bears. Detroit 0, New England 29. What happened, Detroit? The Pats had Zappy at quarterback and even wore those throwback uniforms from back when they were shit and they still shut you out. Seattle 32, New Orleans 39. Both teams tried shooting themselves repeatedly in the feet, but ultimately star running back Taysom Hill made the difference in this one. Oh, he's a running back now, is he? (laughs) Oh, I hate that man so much. Uh, Miami 17, New York Jets 40. The Jets put up 40 points for the first time since 2018 to end a 12-game skid versus divisional opponents, and they did it without a single passing touchdown. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Atlanta 15, Tampa Bay 21. Fuck you, Ress. The Falcons are perfectly capable of blowing games on their own, thank you very much. They don't need your help. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco 37, Carolina 15. The Niners efficiently put the final nail in Matt Rule's coffin. Times are changing in Carolina. Philadelphia 20, Arizona 17. Billy hang on in another close matchup, but to stay undefeated. Dallas 22, LA Rams 10. 
This arguably confirms that the Cowboys are legit. It also confirms that the Rams aren't firing, though, and this was ugly at times. Um, problems might be more serious than we thought. Cincinnati 17, Baltimore 19. Both Burrow and Jackson had tough nights in the passing game. However, Jackson, with 1 minute 58 on the clock, put together a furious winning drive with his arm and his legs to set up Tucker to win another game with a field goal kicks in the final minute of regulation time. He's 17 for 17 on those. Wow, that was Craig-esque. Um, finally, <laughs> Las Vegas 29, Kansas City 30. Vegas gambled and lost in Arrowhead in yet another close game. Surely their luck has to turn around soon. There we go. But to be fair to Nate with that last one, I think you did that in a single breath, and Craig definitely, <laughs> definitely doesn't do that. So I think it's yeah. There, are, there are a lot of uh, a lot of commas, and there's a colon, uh, a semicolon <laughs> in, in in that. Um, I uh, but all of the other ones that I did, uh, I just read the first sentence I wrote. <laughs> I wrote more. <laughs> it's funny. It, it you didn't get the the memo about absolutely fouling them up completely that was far too slick um, yeah this isn't this isn't normally how we roll well, these so we so on tough show we do uh the week in 60 seconds where you have to talk about every single game inside 60 seconds so i'm used to sort of trying to do that under a little bit of pressure uh <laughs> yeah yeah that that's genuinely impressive when it goes well yeah yeah definitely it, it's really it's it, it's almost harder to actually come up with what you're gonna say than actually get it in because because we get cocky, like we did, we did, we all did one each, and then we started doing themes. Like I Rick rolled the lot. Ross, <laughs> Ross did one in Norwegian. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yes, which is absolutely wild. Um, I did, I did one in uh, limericks. Um, uh, uh, I, I don't really want to try and do one in our iambic pentameter, but that's very difficult. <laughs> very, very difficult. I love this this thing of of making something more complicated that you haven't mastered in the first place. It's, it's very <laughs> on brand, isn't it? Um, I feel well, like... I'm a, I'm a Colts fan, so you, there's a theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you wanted... You have more to say about Carson Wentz um, and that you toned Always. down the language a little bit. But, you know, if you if you want to let it go, here, this is your space. Uh, well, let me just finish what I wrote. Uh, the Titans probably made a harder work of this than they should. However, the performances from Derek Henry, David Long Jr. and Jeffrey Simmons were highlighted in an otherwise underwhelming performance. Uh, Carson Wentz wasn't actually that bad. But who cares? Because we all hate him. <laughs> that's, ac- that's accurate. He, play- he-, he played a half-decent game for 59 minutes. But no, but um, that's what he does. That's what he does, right? He plays a half-decent game for the bulk, but has a few standout plays that he will be remembered for for the rest of for as long as people remember Carson Wentz is that it's the really dodgy plays people in five years won't remember that he went to San Francisco and absolutely smashed them up and down a field during a typhoon no one cares about that it was very impressive no but no one gives a shit about that all I'm going to remember is throwing it throwing it to the Titans in triple trying to throw to Michael Pittman Jr in triple coverage during overtime and throwing a pick to lose the game what a thought... and then getting and then getting shot on by his head coach in an interview after the game, which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> Is it not the the yeah. left-handed pass from his own end zone straight to Elijah Molden that you remember? Um, <laughs> I no, I do, I do, but that's not as bad. Hold on. Disaster for Indianapolis. Yeah, no, I'm so glad the audio is not working on that. <laughs> I'm so glad that's not great. But yeah, no, no, yeah, we people will remember that as well. But that wasn't as bad because at least like, so, oh well, you know, he's trying to save. 
save a bad situation. The play call on that sold him up the river. It was a tight end screen. Who does a tight end screen? A tight end screen on your like two yard line? It's stupid. Todd, Todd Downing's got that in his locker. To be fair, yeah, yeah but that's, that's, that's Frank Reich special. But yeah, no, it's 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 the stupid plays where he's ignoring Jonathan Taylor and Moali Cox, who you get the ball to Taylor there, he takes it at least to like the fifteen yard line. You're in overtime. Use your checkdowns, you stupid bastard. <laughs> I'm um, still so angry. I'm still so angry about. It. <laughs> I, I'd love to. I'd love to do a deep dive into that specific game from a year ago, uh, but. I'd be happy to do that on the, ten, on the Transatlantic Titans, do an off-season special where we look at that game. We'll, we'll sit down and watch. We'll sit down and watch it back and just record us laughing about it, or you laughing at me crying. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> accurate. Um, well, funny, funny enough, a theme theme for this week. Um, it just felt right, and um, we're going to do a bit of a, a deep dive in what's shit in the NFL. <laughs> and there's, there's there's all kinds of stuff. Refereeing. Uh, refereeing <laughs> yeah we're definitely we're definitely getting to that but that's that's overarching of the last what as yeah. long as the nfl's been around right this is this is true jerome bogue has been calling games of uh, <laughs> officiated games a long time um, fucking prick but but let's start and be <laughs> let's let's pander to our guest and start with the colts now that thursday night <sighs> football game in denver it's it's hard to now they, the, the thing is the Colts won the game, but it doesn't feel like that. It was it was an absolute car crash in general. But genuinely, I I I picked the Colts for the division in the off season. It's probably Pat's the only person here that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Matt Ryan coming in was a really really good move. Where you bounced you've obviously bounced around a few quarterbacks since since Andrew Lux retired and trying a few veterans. Obviously, this is another veteran, but I thought Matt Ryan, he may still prove to be prove to be the case, but it was a, a big step up from Rivers and Wentz, certainly. Um, but it's not proved to be the case. Is is are things as bad as they seem, or are we just are we just looking at teething problems? It's hard to it's hard to say no that things aren't as bad as they seem, right? Because if you look at look at paper Look at look at look at the look at our uh, our records. Um, it's not good. Somehow we've won two games. Um, you beat the Chiefs. Know. Yeah, inexplicably. But, no, and the Chiefs beat the Chiefs. So we were sort of we did we did the bare the absolute bare minimum, which of course is all you can really do sometimes, which was also what we did on Thursday night. But um, <laughs> things things aren't complete. Things aren't completely as as bad as they seem, right? So. The major issue is the offensive line, which has gone from elite to the highest paid line in the league, but also bottom, I mean, probably bottom one um, in stat on the stat sheet. Like, they're just shit. And I don't, know, I don't know where it's gone wrong, but it's dreadful. That is exacerbating the problems that we've got with Ryan, who actually considering how poor the uh, offensive line is playing, isn't doing that badly. Sure, there is a little bit of a problem with the veteran Matt Ryan dropping the ball like he's a rookie. Uh, but, you know, that's all pressure. I mean, you want to hope that's all pressure. I don't... I, I he, he put 240-something yards up on the board or 254 yards on the board. 
this week. Um, he's top five in the league for yards. Um, it just all goes to shit in the red zone. That's where we're really, really struggling. Um, well, the, the, the game I, against the game against us, not the not that lovely game from a year ago, but the one more recently um, yeah. last week. That it felt like that. It felt like you were able to move the ball, uh, yeah. but just like a couple of stupid turnovers here, and that that's the game. And yeah, those, exactly, those are the exactly, exactly. That's what it. No, that's that's what it is. We're fine. I think we're fine on on defense. They're keeping they're keeping us in almost every game. The Jacksonville one is a massive outlier. Um, that's that's an anomaly of a result um, because it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, but otherwise, I mean, obviously, like Chiefs is a bit of an anomaly, but the opposite way. But like, we, we, our defense is keeping us in games, and that's without uh, Shaquille Leonard. So. And you know Blackman's injured again. He's a, he's a he's a very good safety. So there are there are lots of positives. I think Alec Pierce uh, coming into the league looks really good. Jelani Woods uh, tight end coming into the league looks great. Um, second year uh, Kylan Granson also a tight end made a lot of really big plays. Like every play that he's made has been huge. Um, like he just doesn't get targeted very often, but when he does get called on, he's ultra reliable. Um, Stefan Gilmore is a massive, massive plus in the uh, in added added him in, in the defense. So like it's there's 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 a lot to be hopeful for for the rest of the season, but that offensive line needs to get its act together because we won't go anywhere if it doesn't. Alec Pierce was playing so well against Denver. They switched Pat Satan onto him, and he still caught eight of nine. So it was an impressive performance, and he's he's building momentum. I think we we were lucky he was out yeah. against us. He's he's a monster. He's a monster. He, like all he does is win contested catches. You don't throw it to him, and he's not contested. He just beats whoever you put against him. Like he was in. I know training camp. Pinch of salt. Don't believe everything you read. But he absolutely wiped the floor with Stefan Gilmore uh, in training camp, who is now beating most of his opponents on the regular. Mm-hmm. So, so he looks like he's a fantastic, fantastic pickup. Where do you see the? Where do you see this season? Um, it's like realistically how the how the what's the record going to be I'm not I don't <laughs> this isn't me <laughs> enjoying it too much um, but just a yeah genuine question uh, we bang on 500 okay because we because we can do that we can do that with a with a tie now so uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do, I do like um, that weird so, bit of symmetry. Yeah, but so yeah, maybe 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 five hundred. I, I honestly honestly couldn't tell you. I, th- I think we'll probably lose more games if unless we get it fixed quick. We we will lose more games than we win. And the horrible thing is that the way you guys are playing, we might still pick you to the title. Well, that that, that was yeah. my next question. Is if, if you're five hundred, <laughs> that might be enough to to win the AFC yeah. South. I, I, I still, I still, I still believe, and I'll believe it even if the Colts get a five hundred record and win the division. I don't think any team that gets a five hundred record deserves to make it to the postseason. Yeah, there's, there's always been that division. Some like somewhere in the NFL, there's a terrible division yeah. every year. Yeah, the NFC East, NFC East has done it for a number of years. It's back to the South, who did it for several years. <laughs> um, the one that sticks in my mind, I think it was Seattle went to the playoffs at seven and nine once and oh it's just revolting isn't it that's, <laughs> if you can't if you can't win more games than you don't you shouldn't be in with the chance of making the super bowl like 
I mean, they they weren't. They were no, you know, of course. <laughs> presumably, they lost their first playoff game, but yeah, um, yeah, that sticks sticks in the mind. But yeah, it it does seem. But that that's that's why I don't know. I don't think they should change that for what it's worth. That's a division structure. It makes yeah, the rivalry oh no, stronger, and they won't. They won't. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's it's a flaw of the way the league's set up. But it's not really worth changing unless there are wholesale changes to the way it's set up. And actually, actually, the seventh <laughs> team in each conference kind of eases it a bit because it, it it means that where previously you'd have that team that misses out that's strong, you've got another yeah another yeah. team, so it's diluted a bit. But yeah, um, there we go. Um, yeah, speaking speaking of teams that haven't done as expected, um, the New York Giants, who we all thought were going to be shit, seem to be four and one. Now, there's an argument that they might still be. <laughs> and that this record's completely <laughs> false. What, what on earth is going on? Nobody saw this coming. I, I want to make that argument. I'm not convinced by the Giants yet. I am convinced by two things with the Giants. One is I think the defence is genuinely good, and the other is Dable looks like an absolute genius when it comes to coaching. I don't think the roster's great. They've got no depth. Their wide receivers are mediocre at best, but that coaching is going to get them through some games. What is going to happen, though, is at some point teams are going to start realising that they can't get casual in fourth quarters of games against the Giants because that's happened with Green Bay. It's happened with the Titans, and both of those teams should have comfortably won those games, and we'd be looking at Giants who are two and three, and we're not even having this discussion. 100%. We were were out-coached in week one, um, and we've got the reigning coach of the year as our our head coach, and, and Dable came in and was ready with a much less talented roster. And yeah, we, we just took our foot off the gas um, and got embarrassed a little bit. It seemed more embarrassing at the time because we were the first team to lose to them. Uh, but the, <laughs> the Packers at the weekend, uh, that seemed, yeah, that times that times 10 in, obviously over here where that was the London game, it seemed to get a bit more attention with Green Bay and all the fanfare, um, their first game. <laughs> but we, well, I kind of said it jokingly, on the pod last week that this is what would happen and you get a really sulky Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but it, it proved to be. Um, he was only really game. sulky at the end of the game, though. You were suggesting that you'd be sulking because of the whole London experience. But he was very excited about trying some local London Guinness and all that. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the local brew is. Oh. It couldn't happen Pride, you idiot. Drink London Pride. Well, yeah, and anything. I mean, get the right country for start. That would that would. Be... <laughs> we 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 had the Giants uh, ranked twenty ninth um, in our preseason power rankings. That's uh, about right. Wasn't and it? they've they and they're yeah I would I'd say so I thought it was a bit generous, um, <laughs> and uh, they're currently up to thirteenth. Which See, the thing is, you look through at... only like a month of football, that's not bad no. at all. If is you it? look at the tight. The Titans game and the Packers game, if you take those out as a, a bit of weirdness in week one and the Packers being casual when they really shouldn't have been in London, the only other two teams they've beaten are the Panthers and the Bears. I'm sorry, but that is not quality opposition at that point. They've got the Ravens this weekend coming. Then they've got the Jags, the Seahawks and Texans. There's there's some teams in there That's that they're going to have games. to beat that are good, but there's a lot of winnable games in in there 
they could be in the running at the end of the season and still be a bad team. Yeah, I think um, I think it's you're you're right with the the coaching. They've um, they 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 they're creating a, a, a thing there where they're obviously uh, sort of the, the hold is greater than the sum of their parts, where they're just happening to hit hit a vein of form. Watch, they'll play they'll play Philly, get absolutely trashed, and then it's curtains, and they'll go back to being the giants <laughs> we all know and love. It was the weirdest thing, though, watching Dave or use Jones like Josh Allen at points in that game. <laughs> he wasn't good at it all the time, but there were moments where he'd, he'd look up, look for a pass, go through his second receiver, realise nothing was there, spot the green grass in front of him and go for it very decisively in a way that I hadn't seen him really do ever before this season. Well, if, if, if Dave or can get Daniel Jones into a quarterback even half as good as Josh Allen, then he's coach of the year nailed on. That that's that's their that's ultimately as far as they can go for me. And the problem the problem that they have is I do not think that that man is anywhere near good enough in the most important position on the field. You know, Saqu- think- Saquon might be back, Saquon might be running all over the teams, but if you've got Daniel Jones back there, they're gonna get unstuck too many times. They feel like the kind of on-the-up team that will surprise a lot of people this year. They'll scrape into the playoffs and then someone will absolutely hammer them. And then next year, they'll they'll have to take that next step up again, but at least they'll have some better weapons to do it with. Yeah, I think they, I'm not, they've they got sort of one of those teams in a in a bit of a cap quandary at the minute where they're, they're a bit screwed for a year or two, but then they've got, they'll have picks and be able to build it back again. Um, who, who knew signing Connie, Kenny Golladay to that stupid contract was a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat, where are you at with this? Are you uh, a believer at all in the New York Giants? Or... There comes a point when it can't be a fluke anymore, but I think they're lacking in the quarterback department and they're lacking in the receiving department and uh, monumentally good running back and a really good coach only covers that up for so long. Um, it looks like a really good win against Green Bay until you look at what Green Bay are doing and how they've they're a shadow of their former selves. Still fairly decent on defense for the most part, but they got ahead in that game and then randomly abandoned the run despite the fact both of their running backs were averaging more than five yards a carry. It was baffling and uh, a bit of hero ball from Rogers and then some weird throwing parts of the team under the bus after the event from both the head coach and Rogers suggests that all's not well in that Green Bay camp at all. Yeah, it's it's great to see, isn't it? What a shame. I'm quite enjoying it, yeah. <laughs> Just it's to, funny, I've got... to do us all a favour. <laughs> it's it's that it's that sulky, sort of sassy ad vibe that you get that just it's like if 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 they're winning it's fine but if they're losing it's such a bad look um yeah and, and... if if you make a mistake own it right the, the questions were asked were reasonable afterwards and both him and the coach were no we're totally happy with the game plan we're totally happy with the play calling really because mm-hmm. you just can see you lost a 20 point lead to the giants in the second half and you're totally happy with that that's fine is it oh yeah the defense just needed to get the ball back to Aaron more often the reason Aaron didn't have the ball is because of Aaron. Don't fucking pin that on the defence. And Jair Alexander <laughs> seemed quite annoyed afterwards. And then someone said, oh, he shouldn't have probably said that, really. That's not helpful to the team. Well, neither is admitting about talking, taking illegal drugs outside <laughs> in the team environment. But we don't see you stopping doing that. So pipe the foot down. Oh, <laughs> good, good. Patrick. 
uh, this this is this is the part I like. Um, well, obviously, every talking of sassy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get into a bit more bad coaching. Um, there are a few things that I've sort of spotted over over the over the last week that not beg a belief, but we see we seem to be in a world now where it's almost if you're fourth and short regardless of the game situation or almost regardless where you are on the field fourth and one it's like you you go for it because the analytics say so Uh, but I think there are a few calls at the weekend where you've just got to read the room and read how the game is going and think right what's what's the sensible thing to to win this game now there's there was a a call that the Bengals made on Sunday night football where it was I think fourth and two and they're well within they're well within field goal range. A cheap shot field goal. They're quite close to the goal line, and so they go they go for it and try this weird shovel pass that doesn't work. It goes it goes incomplete. Uh, but both yeah that game was what nineteen seventeen offenses weren't winning as as you'd maybe expect. Um, you've sometimes you just got to take the points, and it, the way they were playing, I didn't think fourth and two. It was less than a fifty-fifty. They're going to convert, um, and the, the three points taking that field goal there—that would have been enough for them. That would have won them the game. And I just think sometimes, yeah, it's it's the ballsy thing to do. But yeah, if if it's a fifty-forty-five type game, then yeah, you go for it there because you're probably going to get it, and the offenses are on top. But they weren't. Yeah, read read how it's going. Take take the three points. Um, Denver against Indianapolis. You know, similar thing. I know everyone in America hates a tie, but that's just because they don't seem to understand how it works in the standings. Like you get you get a tie, um, that is better than a loss, despite how stupidly you might think it's not. It is. Um, also, I really, really wanted that game to be a, a tie, and for Indianapolis to have two, <laughs> that, that would just just have been so good. Um, but that, that would have thought? ruined. That would have ruined the potential 500 record at the end. So I'm glad we're just fine. You, you, yeah. you can get another tie later in the season, mate. <laughs> yeah, what's it, seven, seven, and three? Would that work? Yeah. <laughs> but who thought Russell Wilson was going to convert there? I didn't. Not on the basis no. of the last month. Every, everything that you'd seen, exactly. Everything that you'd seen the last month, everything you'd seen in that game, their best <laughs> chance was surely to just kick a field goal. It's really nice seeing a quarterback against the Colts throwing into coverage instead of to the open receiver in the end zone. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, he's Richard Sherman run, got really angry. But no, but you run the ball there. You run the ball. You're on the two-yard line. Run the ball, you stupid bastards. Just ridiculous. I have to say, given what I'm seeing in Seattle, um, <clears throat> what, over five games now? Uh, I'm wondering how much of the... Uh, passing game genius is down to the receivers he had there versus the actual quarterback. Yeah, because Russell... Tyler Lockett was amazing on Sunday. Right. Tyler Lockett was incredible. And, I... and Metcalf looks good as well at times. Like there's the, those receivers maybe made Russ look better than he is. That's I mean I'm not t- sure I believe touchdown. that yet. The second Lockett touchdown where he's got oh. about three defenders around him. Unreal. That yeah, unreal from Lockett, but also unreal from Gino. That yep. that was an absolute dime. And that's what it, I was actually I was referencing Gino 
not look it actually. I was referencing Gino's just everything to make that play happen. He, he I, was... I have a thing about Gino for this season as to whether I wonder if he is taking on the he's the new Fitz Magic, where he's a vet, he's got some skills, he's got the ability to make some brilliant plays, he'll let you down at times but he's got to the point where he just doesn't give that much of a fuck anymore and he's just enjoying doing whatever he can do. I can't wait to have him in Indy Indy next year then. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun. Yeah, it it feels like a good fit. No, I I, I I want (laughs) to... You could do a lot worse. Like the last, I, I think five it's incredible. I think it's incredible to think that Seattle currently have a better O line than Indy. That that's just madness to me. <laughs> well, thirty-two teams have. We've just as we as we've just established <laughs> thirty-two teams. Is that including someone in Canada? Thanks for correcting my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Rightly, um, I, I want Adam. Can I bring you back to analytics because? A lot of the decision-making that's going on right now is based off analytics and it's based off data from a period of time where teams didn't really go for it nearly as much on fourth and one, fourth and two, maybe even fourth and three. And so the teams who were going for it in those situations were either desperate or there were teams who really knew what they were doing. So maybe you've got uh, a Tom Brady back there who can do a quarterback sneak and you know it's pretty much clockwork and you know it's going to work nine times out of ten. Now that everyone is going for it, I think we're going to get a brand new set of data that maybe suggests that going for it on fourth and short is not always the play in situations where, like you say, there's only a few points in it or it's been a defense-heavy game. And actually, I think there's going to be some maybe tweaking of that that uh, analytical narrative over the next few years. Because I think I still think in a lot of situations, going for it on fourth down, when you get it, it's such a great momentum shift for a team. It's such a boost in terms of morale that it is often the right thing to do. But I think at the moment, teams have got it into their minds that, it's the only thing to do in that situation. And it's not always necessarily the right or sensible thing to do. This, this Which to me was is... better when it was more of a surprise. And now LA have done it a million times. Sorry, San Diego. I forget who it was. We had a team in the first quarter this weekend, this Sunday, do it from their own like 35. Go, with, go for it on like fourth and fifth. I think it was fourth and fifth or something. Just at what point do you just look at that and go, lads, this might be too stupid? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's, there's, I get the play, like, analytics has its place. And it's really, this is, this is a really interesting chat to me because it, it, it's eye opening, like how successful a lot of this stuff is. And I get, I get it. And it has, it has its place. But I just think sometimes, you need to roll back from this a little bit and say, yeah, that, that, that's a great example. You're that deep in your own territory. What might go wrong here? How, but factor in Listen how the game's gut. going. Factor in how good, how good you feel about converting that particular play. The, um, the score was three, nothing. Like it, nothing's that desperate. Like surely your gut goes, it might be a bit early. And and there's, there's another or one. Really, that, or if but, you really want to go for it there, pull out a fake punt. There's been a lot less of those yeah. over the last couple of years because oh, people are just the going for it. Yeah. The Browns the oh, did one, didn't they? I think that, yeah. They, the, well, see, there was two yeah. this week and one of them was the worst attempt I've ever seen, apart from that ah. Indianapolis lining up off the middle one. You're, you're talking ah. about the Seattle one. So Seattle, oh, apparently God. that wasn't even supposed to be a fake punt. He was supposed to oh, kick yeah. it rugby yeah. style on the move and yes. 
basically saw, I think, a defensive end coming in to close him down, panicked and tried to run for it. Uh, um, yes, what, I thought his eyes lit up as he saw a gap and, and was, he realised he didn't the have snap, legs. Wasn't the snap poor as well? Oh, is that, is that I, I think the, the, the snap, the, there, there was one this weekend where the snap was poor. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure we're talking about the same one. The snap was poor, so he just yeah, like, screw it, away, away we go. The problem all these teams have that are failing on fourth down is they don't have Jeff Swain to throw a screen pass to. Oh, yeah, well, yeah that, that's the answer to everything. <laughs> that's oh. just mean. <laughs> there's one on the, there's one the other way, by the way, and I watched it, and I was watch, watching this thinking, no, do you know what? This is the moment to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And this was the Raiders against the Chiefs when they were 14 zip up, fourth and one or two just in field goal range. And they decided, I think they took it, they were lined up to go for it, took a timeout and then kicked the field goal. But I don't, I don't know, that felt, they were playing really well. Jacobs was running all over the Chiefs. That felt like mm-hmm. a moment, convert that fourth down, score another touchdown. They were there, they were there on the ropes. And instead they kicked the field goal, kind of went a bit conservative, let the Chiefs back into the game. And of course, the inevitable happens. Yeah, the 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 Dolphins did it as well um, in the fourth quarter. I mean, I know like the scores are a bit different, but like it was fourth fourth and five, uh, and they kicked they kicked field goal, missed. Just like yeah. fourth and five, just go for it. You're down late, just go for it. Ridiculous. <laughs> they were yeah, damned if they didn't, damned if they don't. The but, that's Sky, but, that, but, but that's obviously third string quarterback Skylar Thompson. The coach just like eh, probably not. You probably Skylar White might have given you a better chance than Skylar Thompson. But um, it, that's worse, right? You're you're, suge- you're suggesting shit coaching here, and I agree with you. Particularly with the Raiders, I'm starting to believe there's there's some coaching deficiencies that are letting them down there because decisions, like you said, and also you you mentioned the fact that they were running the ball really well against the Chiefs. Well, if you're seventeen nothing up against the team. And you want to run, you want to minimize the amount of time that Patrick Mahomes has the ball in his hand. Why aren't you just running the ball? The Chiefs couldn't stop it. Just keep, just keep doing it. It was getting like eight, nine yards of carry in the first half. It was ridiculous. It's amazing how often the Chiefs do this, though. You, the, there'll be a game like this and they'll suddenly just, they've, they've punted three times or something early in the game. And then they'll get a drive going and you're watching, you think, yeah, they're just going to win this. And like, as soon, oh, as, soon as they again. click, it's, that's it. The entire second half in the Colts uh, Chiefs game, I was like, "Well, we're not going to win because obviously they're going to Mahomes is going to Mahomes," but they didn't. Okay, occasionally he doesn't Mahomes. It's, it's it's weird, but when you can tell when it's coming, like watching them, it's weird. Like, I, also, why the, why did the Raiders go for two? That was going to be my other point. I didn't like the fact that they went for two there because you've got so much time left on the clock that if you level the scores at that point and you can keep the Chiefs to maybe a field goal, or as it turns out, actually stop them from scoring, you've then either got the ball back with a little bit of time to get, you know, more than the tie. And the worst that happens is the clock runs out and you go to overtime and and then everything resets. But going for two there just felt like just a really bad idea. It didn't feel like they had enough momentum behind them to do it. Yeah. Well, it, it's you know it's just McDaniel's. We all know he's a rubbish coach, so it's just <laughs> so, fuck so that snake. He wouldn't wouldn't even go to Indianapolis. <laughs> I mean, he started the journey, right? Thank then, God. Did he get to how far? Do you reckon he got? 
halfway to the airport. Do you know what? Nah. He was sat on Bill's knee having a good old chuckle. That's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, that was the, uh, the the censored version of. It. It's funny how how things work out though. You end up with Frank Reich um, on the on the back of that, and you wouldn't you wouldn't infinitely change that in a heartbeat. In, in infinitely better coach. I still believe he's a great coach, but he just can't call play call. He's so bad. Yeah. Um, speaking of bad, um, officiating, we touched on it. <laughs> what on earth is roughing the passer these days? Uh, I get really frustrated with this because I, I don't like the fact that it's getting softer and softer, but I'd be okay with it if it was consistent. And it seems to be massively yeah. favouring star quarterbacks over everyone else. And the best example of this is in one individual game, which is Broncos Falcons, where early on in the game, Marcus Mariota has uh, a tackler wrap him up around the waist, roll him over, and dump him on his back while going to the ground. Both of them, so it wasn't it wasn't malicious. It wasn't a dump tackle. It was just you know usual thing: defensive end taking taking a quarterback to the ground. And then late in the game, Tom Brady, exactly the same tackle, grabbed around the waist, pulled down, defensive end hits the floor first, quarterback goes down with him, and they call roughing the passer on it. it it's infuriating. I mean, it's it's Adam's favourite refereeing crew, so, you know, we expect <laughs> it from them. Uh, but just the, the horrendous inconsistency where literally identical tackles get dealt with in very different ways is just is ridiculous. It's, it's got so bad that the Patriots had a rough in the pass called against them this week. That's how bad it's got. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it beggars belief. I don't know. I don't know what they're seeing. I mean, the, Jerome Boger is is an outlier. You have to just let that go because as long as the NFL allow him and his joke of a crew to have a job, then nothing makes any sense. Fine, you can't read, you can't read too much into into what goes on there. But, but how how long can that go on for? How how long can the NFL continue to allow that individual crew run by that guy? They've been in the league like twenty years them. doing this, but it's embarrassing, right? Yeah, it's worse for your product to have this idiot trying to referee games. Remember when they had the the strike a few years ago? This 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 came up on the <laughs> Titans pod tonight, um, and the the replacement refs. Remember them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Replace Bogus crew with with some of them. I'm sure they I'm sure they've got their phone numbers. There must have be been a, a couple of those crew that were that were competent. They could have just been like, well, actually, what we're going to do, Jerome, is you're okay. Just stick out there somewhere. We're going to take these college lot and, and stick them in instead. There is the fear that if if they've been Boga, um, uh, he'll crop up doing like the Gene Steratore or Mike Pereira <laughs> oh, thing. God. Oh God. <laughs> Um, Peter Walton. Let's let's see what let's see what he's well, got to say. <laughs> well, he um, he he just likes being in spotlight, doesn't he? So you know oh. that's what he's going to do. Um, oh. I, the uh, the the Chris Jones strip sack from uh, the Raiders. Uh, oh, well, the Chiefs one is just a phenomenally bad call. It's just unbelievable. Like it's 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 completely and utterly textbook. Like that, you could not show like a, def- a, a young defensive end a better example of how to go and get your quarterback, and it, and it and it got it got called. It's absolutely absurd. Is is that the only roughing the pass call in history where 
the guy doing it has the ball in his hands <laughs> at the time. It's just farcical. <laughs> it might, it might, it might be. Yeah. There, there's be. one. There's one on on Carson Wentz as well. That was wasn't a. He wasn't actually sacked. It was a, a throwing the, threw the ball away. Um, and like they touched of, him in the face with an arm. Yeah, it was Wentz was a bit off balance and he was falling over anyway. Jeffrey Simmons did exactly what you should do. Yeah. Pulled out pulled out of all contact. He was almost backwards, like trying as soon as Wentz went to throw, he was pulling out of the and just a bit of incidental contact. Um basically ridiculous push, gets flag. pushed in gets pushed into Wentz by his own offensive lineman. Um I'm not even sure there was even any contact. That's how yeah, little the, there was. And it got, the flag gets called. Like <laughs> I don't ever want to defend the Titans, but what the fuck is that? <laughs> if this goes be this goes beyond what te- what teams play. This is this is a, what spectacle the NFL are putting putting out there. You know, you've got quarterbacks like Warren Moon coming coming out. Then it's probably not just him, but like, what on earth is going on? You know, I'm all for I play quarterback for 20 years in the league. I'm all for protecting them, but this is nonsense. You've got you've just got to you've got to play a physical game. What are you going to do? Put flags on them? It's it's the same with um, quarterbacks take, uh, sliding now. It, it's it, it's another frustration that I have that if if a linebacker or a, a safety, for example, have already committed to trying to stop that quarterback, quite often, you know, the quarterback takes a very very late decision to to go down and slide. the the lineman the linebacker whatever arrives a fraction of a second later already yeah. trying to pull out you can see them already just trying to throw themselves at the ground rather than the qb bouncing into the qb and then getting and you you look at it and you're just you're already worried that there's laundry's going to hit the the floor and yeah. it, there needs to be some level of intent to hit a sliding quarterback and and hurt them rather than you made contact with a sliding quarterback because yeah. your momentum was going to take you into them because otherwise you're going to have, you're going to end up in a situation where linebackers, you get this, you've already seen it in certain cases where a, a, um, a quarterback is looking to run out of bounds and then they see the defensive player pull out because they don't want to get flagged for an extra yeah. 15 yards for a personal foul for a hit out of bounds and they scamper for an extra six or seven and then get out of bounds we're going to start seeing this with slides as well where they'll look to pretend to slide and then carry on and then they're going to get smacked instead Ryan, Ryan Tannehill did this funny enough in the, the Colts game last year he sort of did a, a fake slide and I, I it, it, this is wrong this is like a, a similar debate we were having with the the New York Giants when they were taking a knee and delaying the knee to try and manage the clock this is a, that's a play where it's sort of a, it's agreed that you don't as a defense you don't challenge the knee and they're taking the piss by trying to get another three seconds. Like, yeah. It's just wrong. The same with the same with this fake slide. It's just wrong. It's 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 an accepted thing. You're protected as a quarterback when you do that. You start take trying to take advantage. It's not well. Uh, with it's only going to end one way. You protection. You lose the protection. You should lose the protection. You're going to take the piss. Yeah. You lose the protection. But yeah, but the I- next time you go and slide. And you get leveled, you you're probably asking for it. Sorry, Pat. Yeah. It's fine. No, I feel the same way about the fake knee as I feel about the fake spike. It's like you're kind of bringing the game into disrepute a little bit with it. What Rich started describing about ten minutes ago happened to Grant Delpit on uh, Herbert 
he was going, it was like a two-yard run to get the first down. He slid a yard early. Now, the defender coming in has to assume he knows where the first down line is and has to protect that. So Delpit committed to stopping him getting that extra yard and getting the first down and was pinged for unnecessary roughness because Herbert made a misjudgment and slid before he should have. So it's impossible to do your job as a defender when the rules are enforced like that. And Wait. it makes the game less of a fair contest, which doesn't help. The, the defender's doing the right thing because he knows where the sticks are. So he yeah. knows what, he's predicting what Herbert's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to end up with a situation where if a quarterback's on the scramble, it becomes a game of tag football. The thing and that how me the most... boring will that be? Uh, well, we'll find out when we have the next Pro Bowl, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not. They're they're not they're that's that's done, isn't it? Pro Bowls are no more. Just... Well, they said flag fo- some sort of flag football event in a combine type thing, didn't they? Oh, uh, in okay. well, place. Yeah, they're going to do the sk- they're, they're going to ramp up the skills games bit, which is the only bit that anybody wants to see. Uh, yeah. And then they're going to they're going to have. I think it was a small. Isn't it going to be a small sided flag football game thing? Basically. Yeah. Oh, you're so, right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds rubbish. Yeah. But, but that's what it was anyway. Let's be honest. The worst thing about the refereeing this weekend was. Boga and Cheffers coming out and trying to explain why their decision was correct. <laughs> oh, the weasel, shitty just... words they've used just makes me angry. It makes it worse. It makes it even harder to swallow. But that's 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 Boga for you. It'll just double down, right? Like, Rather than coming out and saying, having looked at it on video, we accept that what we saw on the field looked hard. You know, harsher. In terms of the the you know because you can see it as as Brady comes down his head does hit the deck but it's just a nat- like a natural movement it's not hard it's not a particularly fast movement but if you caught it and you weren't looking directly at it you might see the head snapping back or think you've seen it so I can understand that but just come out and say you've made a mistake. That's oh, I fine. have so like, much more respect if they did that. Yeah, if they turn around and said because well, it's not a reviewable play they're not looking at the monitor to determine this they're making an on-field call they come out yeah. and say oh yeah we got we got that one wrong on the field we've interpreted it differently fine i can accept that and then you can learn from that and improve rather than doubling yeah. down on making a mistake and just committing to doing the same shit again yeah <laughs> exactly we'll see same again next my, week my yeah my favorite thing about all of this about and and something that makes this conversation com- and every conversation ever about it completely and utterly pointless is the nfl have come out this afternoon this evening and gone uh, we'll have a look, but we're not going to change the rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a I have a question here, and I have um I was thinking about this earlier today. What what could be done to potentially improve some of these situations, and is the answer to have reviews done in New York as they are now, but to allow coaches to challenge anything they want to challenge? So you don't have a specific set like we do now of challengeable things. You can challenge anything. And it goes to New York and they look at it. And if they go, yeah, actually, we agree with you, then you get the, the uh, call overturned. I, I think that the solution is that every play that is flagged for something is reviewed. Absolutely every flag that is thrown is reviewed. Because let's face it, the game is the most stop start thing in the history of anything ever, right? Like, Unless somebody's in a hurry up and is rushing to the line, which if a flag's gone, they're not doing anyway, right? Like you can review it. 
Why don't the NFL review it? I know they're oh, taking the authority away from the referees, but when they're shit and they're getting <laughs> everything wrong, you actually need to start doing that. And then you get a bit more crew to crew consistency because right now calls like yeah, um, yeah. intentional grounding, it's all fucking over the place. It's inconsistent mm-hmm. in a match, but it's very inconsistent game to game, crew to crew. I th- I see this a bit differently. I don't think I don't think we want more reviews of stuff that's subjective. VAR. Yeah, quite, quite. Um, but actually, I, I love I just, VAR. Just, <laughs> of course, you do. Um, it's but it, this is this is a. Uh, this is actually just a point of emphasis, so it should be. Just say to them, right, this is this is soft. You need to change the change your interpretation of this. If you start reviewing this in New York, I mean we saw it with um with PI that they they made that reviewable and then realized quite quickly that we're not really going to overturn many of these decisions because a lot of it's down to interpretation. If something's clearly utter bullshit then we might turn but most of them aren't most of them are, are opinion if you start reviewing more of these things you'll end up with games taking four hours four and a half hours and um, the whole thing there's holding on every play that argument you know you don't want you don't want to see a game where there's a flag on every every other play um because someone's going oh well uh, we're not sure we better throw the flag so that someone has a look at it um the, the game just becomes unwatchable i don't this yeah. this this to me yeah. is just a you've got to just say say to say to these crews make this clearer you know they're erring on the side of protecting the quarterback i get that but come on let's let's look at what's actually happened the player is is the defensive player trying to hurt tom brady or Derek carr clearly not come on um use a bit of now just be better yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I actually, I really hate the, I really hate the holding rule as it is. Seeing as you mention it, I think the holding rule is bullshit. Unless the guy's literally got him by like the shirt and he's dragging him away from the play. Like if they're just, if they're just like going at each other, just let it go. What's the point in pulling a playback that's gone forty yards just because two guys that were never anywhere near the fucking play in the first place happen to be. Uh, Drag, trying to drag each other around. Stupid. Properly stupid rule. It ruins football, that rule. It is bullshit. It reminds me of my favourite thing from the Raiders-Chiefs games, which is on a field goal attempt, the Raiders committed a holding penalty and gave an automatic first down away on 4 14 oh, which is just unbelievable. incredible. Um, I mean, the, if, if you're the referee that's calling that, you need to quit and go and referee some, some minor league shit because that is rookie. That is so mm-hmm. shit. Uh, just, Pointless. The impact it, the direct impact it has, just just ludicrous, isn't it? Um, ra- other ra- random stupid thing that's just popped into my head. Um, it was I can't remember who it was, but it was definitely in the Jags Texans game. Um, interception oh. in the end zone, runs it out oh. in the end zone, tackled at the one. Absolutely superb. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> I do think there's there's the adrenaline rush that you Bold, get from. From uh, making the interception that that does that to players sometimes, but it's, it's especially always when it's your first one. Yeah, it's it's fun watching the look of realization come across a player's face as they start to make that run back and then go, "Oh shit!" There's a lot of offensive players right in front of me. I'm just going to kneal down here. Uh, it was imagine, tackled by Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> was he? I was going to say, imagine imagine being game. imagine being a defensive back, like making your first grab. You're 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 not a, you're not a big lad, and then you're like, oh my god, this is amazing! Taking two steps and being hit by a, like three offensive linemen—that must absolutely oh. 
kill that uh, that adrenaline rush you just had. That's there's, there's awful. Just That'd be awful. Absence of a brain. A lot of these these aren't there. Da- David Long with the game winning interception and uh, picking off Carson Wentz. The game's yeah. over as soon as that ball is in his hands and he rolls on the floor. The game's over. But no, let's try and gets, make it like, a pick six. Tries to make a pick six. Yeah, it's Get it's the beautiful. Fuck down. Just kneel on the floor. Just, just kneel. The game. Yeah. God, Bennett. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it didn't happen then, but there must be there. Leon Lett springs to mind of just like bo- boneheaded things that have that have gone on. That, that it does happen. You might you might think it looks great. Let's have the this finish that's celebrating star but no you just you, yeah come on. Look, I think, I think the Colts the, the Colts I think recovered a, a fumble a couple of years ago like pretty much around the around the uh around the the uh the end zone um the player who grabbed it was like touched down but then got up and ran the length of the field for a touchdown uh which was then was obviously called back and that I think the Colts ended up punting because they, must, they couldn't they get out, out of their own 20. Happens. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, do you think it was just your mates like giving you a pat on the back on the floor? <laughs> no, it, was, it was the receiver. It was the receiver you just mugged. You I also I enjoy like incomplete pass where a player will pick it up and sort of jog along, <laughs> take a it. few steps. Yeah, like well, I mean, the officiating is that bad that he, maybe they're just going. They could rule it as a fumble, just just in case. <laughs> you never know. It's like, it's like, it's like was... pay to the whistle, isn't it? Yeah. There was the uh, there was the moment in the the Forty ers Panthers game early on where Kittle spilled the ball out. A, a Panthers player picked it up and then managed to fumble it amongst his own uh, teammates. Oh, it beautiful. was on the floor, and Brandon Ayuk, rather than just falling on it when he had the opportunity, tried to do a scoop and score, and one of the Panthers swatted it out of his hands and picked oh, it up. And was like, "Cheers, mate. Well done." That was a Benny Hill music needed oh, moment. Absolutely, wasn't it? absolutely. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how they don't have the the temptation just to absolutely thunder it and just kick it out of play, play in that situation. Just absolutely lever it. <laughs> I mean that that's a it's, you kick a you kick a live ball like that. It's a flag, as Philip Rivers should know, having done it. But I'm I, I I'm British, so I that's my natural reaction. If there's a ball on the floor, people like scrambling over it. I'm just going to punt it. Well, we love yeah. kicking. Us Brits, don't we? That's the favourite part of the game. We 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 do love kicking, yeah. Um, which, which reminds me that was um, that the, that was last week's London game that the um, Kevin what's, Kevin Kugler, I'm going to say, doink. Um, but made all those stereoty- stereotypes and about British fans and kicking and got got a load of flack. Uh, but this week, if you're watching ITV, uh, you didn't get him and Mark Sanchez. You got Darren Fletcher and Jack Crawford. Now. I sometime in the second quarter saw sense and moved to the the Game Pass feed with the American commentary. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. Just think, think, think about it. ITV. I know you're new to this. Um, but and... the, the, you've now hit the nail on the head there, though. It's ITV. ITV Sport ruin every everything they touch. <laughs> this is true. Which I was is only surprised. Fucking everything. Yeah. Exactly. It could have been Matterface, I guess. It could have been worse. Um, it could have been on ITV4. Could, could have been Clive Tildley. Oh, okay. Actually, that, that, that would have been an improvement. I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, Darren, Darren Fletcher, uh, at least at least he seems to know the NFL. Um, well, that, sort that's of. All... My, my favourite bit was the fact that when uh, the Giants turned over... Uh, 
Packers turned no Packers turned it over and they thought the Giants had won it already and then and it's like no the Packers are going to get another shot of this just not a very long shot of this yeah it's like uh, do you, you don't know that there's timeouts and stuff like this right like we're amateurs and we're all going yeah we know better than these guys what's going on I'd turn over like I don't then. I, yeah. I don't mind it if you've got well I only watched the last like. I think four minutes of game time of that because I was busy with family stuff during the uh, during the rest of the day, um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like if you if you've got an in- enthusiast who genuinely knows the game inside out and watches it every week in your commentary stable, fine, let them maybe have a crack at the game. But if you've got a guy who sort of knows some of the rules and watches some American football, oh yeah, he watches the Super Bowl every year. We'll let him do the commentary. Not good enough. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I um, I that that game haunts me a little bit because about two minutes into the second quarter, I said, "Oh, Green Bay are going to score forty here." What a dull game and turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there. Oops. Um. All right. Last last thing that's shit in the NFL. Well, last thing on my running order. We jump about like we always do. Um. Yeah, I have a running order. What, what do you want to what do you want to make of that? Um, injuries now, Rich, your Niners, my Titans. Um, we like we like an injury, don't we? It's, yeah. it's not unique to the 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 Titans and the the Forty Niners, is it? But is it is it a specific problem for those teams? Is does the point? Well, you could argue that it's fluke, it's bad luck. But if it keeps happening to the same teams, um, it can't be a coincidence. So it's, it gets like the strength and conditioning coaches. Is this something they're doing wrong? Is it the the fields that we play on? Is this, are the surface at Nissan or Levi's an issue? Is that causing injuries? Um, there's a thing about the the turf at, at Indy, funnily enough. But Derek Henry got his injury there. Traylon Burks got hurt and we played. Um, seems to be foot injuries. Is Is there anything in any of these things or just players get hurt a lot and it seems to keep happening to us well the the Niners the Niners take on it is or at least Niner fandom as far as I can tell's take on it is not necessarily that it's the 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 grass at Levi's because it's it's real grass there it's the artificial turf that we've played on in other places so when we played at MetLife we got injuries there when we played at the Jaguars at the weekend they've got artificial uh, there and we got injuries there so uh, Emmanuel Mosley's uh, ACL gave out late in the game I mean it was, it was probably a handful of plays from the end of the game uh, went up defended a long pass that that uh, the Panthers were trying to trying to put up and as he came down he sort of comes together with the receiver and his leg twists really awkwardly and you wonder whether there's one of those um, one of those moments where you land and and the leg goes and it it goes in the way on artificial turf that it wouldn't necessarily go in the same way on um on uh on grass grass can be a bit more forgiving and so it's a theory it's one of two fan theories yeah, but that would, the that would... keep getting injuries because we cleared out our strength and conditioning coaches like three years ago after the first rash of major injuries and it, it's not that's doesn't seem to change stuff. The other one is that Levi's is cursed, and that's why we keep getting injuries. <laughs> well, I mean, it's less likely. That, none of that really explains it. So you'd think the teams that play at home on these surfaces would suffer more. 
Carolina, funnily enough, have just put an artificial surface in this year because they've got the uh, ML MLS. What's the yeah MLS team that are now playing yeah. there? So they decided to change it, and they've had grass up to now. Um, uh, but artificial surfaces aren't going away. The they've got better over the years. I mean, maybe maybe there's the odd bad one, but this this isn't a new thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're they're getting better. They're getting their better. They're getting better, aren't they? Like there's um the hybrid surfaces like like at Spurs um, that seem to be okay well they're they're Um, they're about preserving stopping it getting muddy and shitted up i think there's like wembley's (laughs) got one because wembley doesn't get they put one in is it struggled initially that doesn't get enough sunlight yeah yeah. Um, but they've improved that by having artificial fibers this this is this is as geeky as it gets um but yeah i don't i don't know if that's that's about maintaining a pitch rather than stopping injuries isn't it I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it, it just helps, though, doesn't it? Because there, there is there is a trend that artificial surfaces do increase the risk, not necessarily the actual fall of you, but the risk of the risk of uh, risk of injury. Um, it's just not as forgiving. Like, I mean, we've all played on yeah, various solid, astroturf solid, pitches, and and some of them, are, like some of the five G pitches I've played five aside on, have been okay, but nothing's ever as forgiving as proper like proper grass fields yeah yeah i mean i remember playing like five side football 20 years ago and it was really like artificial turf then like astro turf then was really 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 rough really that, awful to play on like little now, carpet sand the and sand, concrete yeah. underneath yeah right? yeah <laughs> yeah and like you didn't come away with any skin on your legs like really rough whereas like now it's actually like it, it's not bad. Like it's it's not a bad surface to play on, but it's still rock hard. It's still so solid. It's really it's it's not fun to play on. So you, you I don't think you get you don't risk get those... of carrying injuries. <laughs> yeah, it's still hard to land on, but you do, you don't get those skin knees so much anymore. You, no, those wounds no. you're talking about that would you'd have no skin on your legs, but it wouldn't grow back either. Like if you yeah. if you if you cut your knee on astroturf, you cut your knee for life. Like those, yeah, those, and, those and, and they get really nastily infected because it's it's the surface that you've grated your knee on is just yeah, it's always horrible. And the shitty sand. And... <laughs> but that, that's everybody. the main that's the main theory for the for the Niners to because it does seem to happen more often. We don't seem to get as many injuries on grass as we do on those on those artificial turf. I don't know about how you feel about the titans and the colts so much but i'm not really sure this is this is why I've, yeah it's it's probably mostly bad uh, luck but you do you do question you start to question the the coaching and the fitness regimes and stuff like that yeah i mean all the all the all the all the all the, uh, the the injury problems we've had over the last couple of years you know like the only foot problem really we've got we've got jonathan taylor now and we had Carson Wentz pre-season but that's like that was Ankles. that was well, no, no. So he broke his foot. He had a broken foot, like in pre in the preseason shit. But it turns out he broke it when he was like thirteen, and it never quite healed properly. And it just happened to re-break when he moved to Indy. Like that's what that's what happened there. And then obviously Aaron Aaron Donald broke both of his ankles. But um, yeah, let's say all of the Colts injury problems they've not really been. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd relate it to it. I mean, Paris Campbell probably hates Astrid Surf or the five G Turf because he's a. Uh, He's always doing his 
MCO, ACO, whatever. Like he's always injured. Not this year though. I, I it's great because he's 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 caught four balls or something. Should never. And those, in, sorry, Pat. Go. On. I was going to say those impact injuries are going to happen because you know we're talking like two, three hundred pound men smashing each other at high velocity or falling on each other's legs at slow Absolutely. velocity. Absolutely, three hundred pounders. But the ones that are the concerning ones are like Sterling Shepherd running along on his own and just breaking down for some reason. That's the ones where you're yeah. like, is it? What, what what's leading up to these incidents? And you know we've seen a lot of that sort of thing in recent games. All right, shall we? We are going on a bit, even for us, um, but it's all good. Um, it's it's enjoyable. But we should move on and look at week six, or we will be here all night. Um, we have got some some one sentence previews for you. Let's start with a mouth watering Thursday night football game and Washington at Chicago. It looks like no one will be watching Thursday Night Football for two weeks running. <laughs> San Francisco at Atlanta. The 49ers look like they could be going into the second of two back-to-back games versus NFC South teams without uh, Nick Bosa, uh, Jimmy Ward, Robbie Gould and Emmanuel Mosley, but should be capable of seeing out another road win against a surprisingly feisty, but albeit uh, beatable, football team. Definitely took a breath in that. Um, New England at <laughs> Cleveland. Football to make your eyes bleed. <laughs> New York Jets at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has never lost to the Jets. He couldn't, could he? Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Did Jacksonville have a better game to bounce back in than this one against the Colts? <laughs> Minnesota at Miami. This one could be close if Miami have any quarterbacks left. Cincinnati at New Orleans. Cincinnati showed signs of life last week and this feels like an opportunity to get back on track but a certain old flame could stand in their way. Uh, Baltimore at New York Giants. Alright New York, let's see how good you really are. (laughs) Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. I just feel bad for Mike Tomlin. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Carolina at LA Rams. 6-9 6-9 Rams. <laughs> Arizona at Seattle. The Cardinals have won all their road games and lost all their home games, but that streak ends against a better coach if less talented Seattle team. Uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. The Bills should have enough to put the Chiefs' defence to the sword and their defence should be able to stifle my homes. But you can never really rule them out, can you? No, no, it could be... That could be ridiculous, that game again. Uh, Dallas at Philadelphia. This feels weird. There's an NFC East matchup in prime time, and I kind of want to watch it. And finally, <laughs> Denver at LA Chargers. Denver in prime time again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job the uh, NFL put them in a prime time spot that could be flexed. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> All right, it's time. It's time to quickly do this. The Long Snapper Podcast Worst Game of the Week. Brought to you by Ginster's Pasties. Is it hard? There's there's too there's too many bad games. Just again, but Washington at Chicago. Come on, it's man. It's got to be right. This this feels an easy one. <laughs> That's going to be terrible. I mean, Denver. Col- Col- Chargers uh, are interesting. Col- uh, it really could be. It really could. <laughs> it, 
one t- one touchdown apiece, and that's generous. One touchdown apiece will be an improvement on last fucking week. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm still angry and slightly sick about the second half. <laughs> yeah, I did think you'd come back, but I I don't know. Even I mean, the Colts both... didn't lose to the Texans. Uh, uh... They're both games that I'd rather do almost literally anything else but watch. I do think Washington at Chicago for me is is the worst of the two because I think I think that Jacksonville and Indianapolis both have the ability to play some good football, whereas those two teams don't. Yeah, I, I, same I reason you ranked that below Carolina. Uh, the Rams. Uh, I think that's unbelievably harsh because both Washington and Chicago played good football this weekend, albeit they lost. But both of them played pretty well. They had times. signs of life, didn't they? Both, yeah. yeah. The thing, the thing is about Thursday night football, though. You end up. It's not like Sunday. So the Colts Jags game. There'll be other games going on at red zone at the same time. So if you, yeah, you, you're not you're not forced into it. Thursday night football, you're probably going to watch. If you're not you're not staying up for it, you'll watch it in the morning, or you'll watch the game in forty or something because it's just what we do. No, That's... no, you don't. No, you don't. How did they? How did the NFL get thirteen minutes out of the Colts Bengals? By the Colts Bengals. Thirteen minutes. That should have been that should have been the field goals and the blocked field goal attempt, and that's it. <laughs> My favorite thing about that was that Scott Hansen on Twitter just tweeted, "Let's go to another game." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, so much love for that man. All right, you, Rich, you're saying Bears, Commanders, Pat. Yeah, I do not want to watch that. Well, what do you, what's your worst game of the week, Pat? I think I agree with Rich. Okay, but more in hope than expectation that the Jaguars <laughs> manages to be better. To be fair. <laughs> All right, let's go with that because it's Thursday night football. It fits the it fits the brand, doesn't it? And um, so that's nailed on 38-35 Bears, isn't it? Now, that's how this works. Yeah. As long as it's Wentz losing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can get behind that. Right. Um, Steve Rains, anytime touchdown corner. Um, we try and win money in Steve's memory every single week. If, you've, if you're not familiar with this, um, we always fail, um, but it doesn't stop us trying. We will pick some touchdown scorers put a bet on it if it comes in donate the winnings to the the cancer charity obviously the bookies are making much more money out of this than charities um, but eventually that's going to change um, pat you came up with something incredibly baffling for this <laughs> um, all i suggested was i'll randomly generate a number for each person and the person has to pick a player of that number now i realized as soon as i've had that idea that the middle bit's all like linemen and stuff who won't score. So then I had to filter the randomization down to only pick skill position players. And then I realized the problem with that is that a lot Number of Number 23. Backs, that's the problem with that. <laughs> a, lot of running, a lot of the running backs share numbers with defensive backs. So like I got 20. Not 23, they don't. It's it's just defensive backs defensive and like players. Two, two players maybe that you had to and, Google. I, I offered you a re-roll and you were too proud to accept it. So it's all on that's you. That's true. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why one of them is McKissick. <laughs> Indeed. Literally the only player in his position to have had more than three touches this season. Well, Ga- Gary, what's his face for the Giants scored a touchdown, so that won't happen again. But no, we'll go with that's McKissick. True. Um, He's what... been doing some returning, but not much in the actual like offense. 
Okay, what are the other numbers? Uh, Craig had 11 and chose AJ Brown. Mark had one and chose Jalen Hurts. Is he sticking with Jalen Hurts or did that change to Chase? Uh, it I depends think we if... changed it to Chase, didn't we? It depends the if ground. there's a, another Eagles player because we, we now we've established we can have two. We know we can't have three. Okay. Um, okay, and there isn't because Rich changed. Uh, okay. I got twenty. I had a few options. I had Tony Pollard as a possible, Zach Moss as a possible. I went Brees Hall for the Jets. Okay, yeah. And Rich, you got six, was it? Yes, and was originally going to go with Devonta Smith until someone pointed out that that meant we had three Eagles. Uh, so I changed mine and went with uh, Isaiah McKenzie at the Bills because he's been doing bits and pieces. So why not? Okay. Um, did you? Is that it? No, we've got did Russ, Russ and have... Nate both got eighty nine, and I don't know who either of them gone for yet. So let's find out. Uh, <laughs> I haven't communicated this to Nate, which might be on me. Um, so well, that's yeah, me. Uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm scrambling a little bit. Um, Isaiah McKenzie's still in the concussion protocol, by the way. Yeah, this is, this it, was, is per- it was a week and a half ago, so I'll probably be cleared <laughs> by this week. <laughs> Go with it anyway. Um, so, so, what was my shirt number? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. There's an obvious one that springs to my mind. Um, that is a, a certain tight end in the AFC North. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I really don't know anything about players' shirt numbers, so I'm like, uh, I'm <laughs> who to, are you I'm suggesting, to, Adam? Uh, Mark I'm Andrews, to, isn't it? I'm having to use Google. Yeah, Mark Andrews is a classic. Go with Mark Andrews. There you go, Nate. Bullying you into it. I've got Mark <laughs> Andrews in fantasy somewhere. Let's go with Mark Andrews. Fine. Lovely. There we go. Um, that, that That's your losing bet for this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's possibly possibly with the addition of another 89 from Russ if if we bother to do that. Well, yeah. But the only other one I could think of was Brian Edwards, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't feel... Feel like it feels about as likely as JD McKissick, but only about. <laughs> uh, we should just make it easier for ourselves, but anyway, here we are. And stop doing it entirely. Well, yeah, but yeah, we, it feels we'll... like we have to win one before we retire the thing, right? <laughs> I think, I think that's it. That's it. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's just a, a way of remembering Steve as well. Um, so that's that's important right any other business let's get out of here um Nate I mean I I can only begin to imagine the sorts of things that you'd like to get off your chest um as a did we we, did we do AOB the the day we did the quiz I don't know if we did I think we just did no no we just did the quiz didn't we um but yeah this this is your floor um I I expect bad language I expect anger um, I might Ooh. be disappointed, but oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that I was preparing something for this, so I've got absolutely nothing. Should we? Well, should we come back to you? We'll come back to you. <laughs> um, th- think about think about think about something that might stew for the next. Okay, minute. no, no, All no. Right. I've got some. I've got. I've got something. Um, Pat's going to be familiar with this because I've been ranting about this in our uh, chat for our other podcast. Yeah, um, but uh, we've. Um, I'd say we. Uh, I have been putting a lot of effort into uh, making Borough Pods as uh, as marketable as possible, so reducing swearing and stuff, but also 
like things for like Twitter where you know you're making graphics with various pieces of information about the previous game or the next game. And uh, there is a com- not a companion because that suggests that it's uh, it's something to do with us. There's a I don't want to say rival as well, but I suppose rival rival uh, pod- podcast that is uh, about the same topic. Uh, and there are two uh, Stevenage FC podcasts out there. Yeah, and um, I just feel like he's everything I do. A couple of weeks later, he does. So he hadn't podcasted for months. We decided we're going to take a shot at towards the end of last season. Wouldn't you know, he comes back. I create a nice little intro with a little bit of uh, commentary over the intro, um, you know, from Borough's big, one of Big Borough's biggest moments, winning the playoff final. It's a commentary about when, around when John Mussinio scored the goal. And there's a bit of chanting at the end of that, just to sort of fade into the actual podcast. His or his his new intro music when he came back is a, almost identical. Different bit of music, exactly the same idea. Uh, we started doing our team predictions. He started doing his team predictions a couple of weeks later. I am making graphics, and I've gone for a particular style. He's gone for a very, very, very similar, albeit worse, graphic. <laughs> and and I'm just getting to the point now where. It's t- like I thought. Like well, to begin with, I was like, "Oh well, maybe I could just leave, let it go," because you know he's just doing whatever he's doing. We're doing what we're doing. I've taken inspiration from other things that I've seen. And gone, that's a wicked idea, or that looks quality. I'm going to do something inspired by that, but it's not a complete and utter direct rip off of that. Um, and just the longer it goes, the more of our stuff he then starts doing, and it's getting to the point where I might have to. Just go, do you know what? I don't care if it causes beef. I don't care if it causes problems. He's taking the fucking piss and I need to tell him to back the fuck off because I'm we're gonna have a scrap. It I really you get into an argument with a with really a, a another podcast on Twitter and things. That would we'd never do a thing like that, would we? <laughs> no, I, this is I'm not, I'm not quite sure how to react to this. Pat, I think uh Pat, you'll be diplomatic as as ever, I imagine, but um, I try yeah, not I'm... to see. I was gonna say I, I try not to see them as rivals. Just someone doing something similar to us, and you know, not quite as well, but they're doing the best. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like the word. I don't like the word rival necessarily because the, the 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 tone of everything is very different, isn't it? We're more analytical, where he's just like a cheerleader. <laughs> That's those a wise words. statement. That. <laughs> That's those are Pat's exact words. I've got to be honest, Nate. I, I honestly wouldn't worry about it because if people are going to listen, if the styles are different, if people are going to listen to him, yeah, they're going course. to listen to him for what they listen to, like for his style. If they listen to oh. you, they're going to listen to you for your style. Him picking up stuff from your podcast and then doing it, it's it's annoying, but there's some level of flattery there in terms of he's listened to it and gone, oh, I really like that. I'm going to do that as well. And it's a little bit annoying and shitty, but at the same time, People aren't going to switch off you guys. And, yeah, and no, anyone who listens of to course. both is going to realise that like every time you start a new regular feature, he then starts it as well. Yeah, it's it's very it's just very frustrating. Um, because I put a lot of hard work into making them making the stuff that we put up out presentable and not looking like it's done by a complete and utter amateur. But the thing um, is, if if you're if enough people 
follow you both and follow all the social media and listen to it, they'll immediately realise who's doing this stuff first and who's doing it better. Um, yep. The only people that have, might he might steal are people that haven't seen you. And it sounds like you're doing all the right things to to get the bar yeah. pod. Hey, he, he's he's, he's also he's also heavily exaggerating his listener numbers as well. <laughs> um, yeah, people always do. Which is hilarious. Yeah, we hilarious. have tens Absolutely of listeners. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like Bar Bar Barapod, we we probably average about seventy on a good week. We get a hundred and ten. A bad week, around fifty. He reckons he gets like he's he's up in like the five hundreds. Well, are the crowds that brought away up above five hundred? Yeah, I mean it was it was it was uh, it was almost three thousand this past week. Um, they, they they've been similarly exaggerated depending on who you talk to. Um, but yeah, so so but you know he, he, by his reckoning he's he's approaching like thirty percent of the Stevenage home crowds are listening to him, and it's just waffle. It's there's not a chance he's had that many listens, or either that or he's paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very odd thing to do um but but you know who i'm talking about right you must i don't i i, I don't but oh well i don't know but... stevenage fans know no i might do uh, i might know i might know actually um yeah we we have a cornerback um called caleb farley um yeah. is it something that rhymes yeah. with that or is it exactly yeah. the same as it was, that it's, it's, it's exactly that yeah okay cool yeah yeah i do know right um Pat, Pat, let's let's go from there to you. Well, I've been on holiday two weeks, so naturally I'm back and full of irritated gripes from having been on holiday for two weeks. Um, (laughs) The biggest one, I took a six-mile bus journey, which cost £6.40 return, which means it would have been cheaper just to fucking drive it, but I tried to do the right thing for the environment and the local community, so I wasn't taking up parking spaces. I wish I hadn't fucking bothered. Aviva, you're a bunch of rip-off bastards. Um, yes. The other thing that happened while I was away was my car passed its MOT. Little humble brag. Humble brag. But as part of that process, I have received seven text messages, three phone calls, and five emails from the people who did the MOT. And guys, like one confirmation of the day I chose. And then one notification that it's done would be enough, right? The rest of it, <laughs> I could probably live without. That's magnificent. Um, Pat, I've got to pull you up on one thing, um, which will annoy you as soon as I, as I say it. I can't let it slide. Um, saying MOT without the word test after it is the opposite of saying PIN number. Um, you, you, don't, <laughs> you don't just go and get a Ministry of Transport. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what the acronym stands for. I just tell a man to do a thing once a year. Oh, my God. You could not get any more Adam. That is peak Adam right there. The level, the, the, the level of anus in that statement was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but how did you describe me um, at the start? It's bang on. Um, Rich, any other business? <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about a bridge. A bridge and a lorry and a bomb. Well done, Ukraine. You fucking Ooh. smashed it. Uh, I, the, All blew is, out, brother. Yeah. This is the... I'm sure it wasn't them. 
delightful news that they've managed to destroy the the main bridge from Russia across the Crimea and really fuck Putin in the ass in terms of his war effort, which just made me happy. How dare I, they I, fight back? Who do they think they are? <laughs> I, I, I am absolutely on the side of things where I really want that to be a real fail at self-sabotage. Putin was like, oh, maybe we can use this as like a legitimate reason to actually send full-scale invasion into the whole of Ukraine. And it's really backfired because he just <laughs> it because it's just phenomenally stupid. I'd really want that to be the timeline, but but I, I you know it probably is Ukraine having just achieved to really wipe his face in it, and that is beautiful. I enjoyed I also enjoyed one of the Russian politicians, politicians, like they really have any say in any any kind of matters, uh making some comment along the lines of uh, it being a terrorist act to target civilian infrastructure. Not quite sure what they've been doing in the rest <laughs> yeah, of Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, he, the, the same guy called it an act of war. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, no, it's a special military operation. Whatever the fuck it is, Putin calls what, what, where, what they're doing. Oh, it's... Oh, I don't... No, I don't have the energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to finish... This, this, is, this is classic AOB, um, but it literally happened to me yesterday. Um, I went to at my office at lunchtime. I was going to come home and work from home from the afternoon and went to get in my car, but couldn't go anywhere because somebody had just parked across the car park space in a normal car park um, and couldn't find them. I had to wait 45 minutes. I just, just, I, I know you can roll your eyes. Oh, this is about as much of a stereotype. But imagine being that selfish and just just that much of a prick that you just. Gonna... I would. I, I would have absolutely taken a dump on their their car. Like, there's no level of pettiness that I will go to to get back at that person. That is well, phenomenally arrogant to park like that. It's. I. I couldn't. I didn't do any of those things annoyingly because eventually, after a lot of, so I got the. Offices in the building with like fifty other companies they all share the same building, and I got the reception of the building to email every single company to ask them to come down and move their car. Nobody oh, showed up. Nobody showed up. Um, so twenty minutes later, it then occurred to me that there was a car parked in the the bay facing mine, and if they moved their car, I could get out. Um, so that's what I did in the end, just so so I could I could leave, um, and. Yeah, it wasn't their fault, obviously, but they they were they were a reasonable human being came to came to move their car so I could get out. So I never did get to confront the prick that did it. Um, uh, so did you so leave an I'm... angry note? Well, no, I I, I regret in got... in in blood or another bodily fluid on their windscreen. <laughs> so Jesus, I mean, I hope I hope they got the email. <laughs> um, and they must they must have twigged. Like it's just like I can't imagine. Like what? What goes through a person's mind? They're driving. Okay, there aren't any. You can't find a space easily, or they might have to look elsewhere to park. Nah, just leave it here. Are, are you a little bit precious about where you park? Like, if, do you have a space you like to park in? I think we 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 all have a space we like to park in, but because if, I think you probably took theirs. <laughs> that's, what's <laughs> ha- that's what's happened here. You're they're like they rolled up. They're like he's in my fucking space. He's not fucking leaving. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, jokes on him because I got someone else to move so I could. I'm um, even more amazed that the fact that you didn't end up having to confront them meant that you didn't do anything to the car before you left. Well, the thing things go through my head. Like I, I spent quite a while staring at it. I didn't get in the car and start to do an Austin Powers maneuver and see what happened. Uh, but I thought about <laughs> it. I then spent a long time staring at it, thinking, "Is there any way that they could argue that I could get out?" Well, I, no, <laughs> Li- literally no. But you start to imagine their confusion. Imagine their confusion when they turn up and you're gone. They're like, "What? Uh, ha- what? How?" <laughs> I doubt they even thought about it. I doubt they even thought twice about it. What would have been even better is if you'd brought your car around and parked it behind their car so they they couldn't leave and then just (laughs) kind of sat across the street and watched their anger and confusion. Just filmed it. Uh, That would have been good. There's so many things that, uh, annoyingly, I was very busy and uh, had a, a lot of actual work to do and it sort of it was getting in the way of that. I wish I, I wish I'd to screw that and spent invested a bit of time in getting revenge. Um, my favourite thing is just the fact that you sent us a picture of it and went, "I know what my AB is." <laughs> <laughs> no other commentary, no other explanation of what had gone on. Just that. It was fairly self-explanatory, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Monday. That was it. Right, are we all done? have we all done an AOB? Yeah, I think we have. Um, which this is a long podcast, even by our standards. Um, sorry, sorry, lads. No, no, no. The opposite. Yeah, it was fun. It was been. <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on. We we will do it again. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a nice sort of change of pace. We had Dave, Dave on the other day. Um, we should do more guests here and there, other than you know Rich, you and Pat. You know your regular guests, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, just uh, dif- different voice, different opinions, always good. Um, Nate, do the do the thing that people, when they're guests on podcasts, do and tell everybody where they can find... Well, I mean, you have probably. Um, tell everybody where they can find your other podcasts. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to listen to a similarly British look at the NFL... Uh... Not quite as good, but yeah. <laughs> but... but... <laughs> I'm not going to say know that. how to treat our guests. I'm, 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 Here, yeah. plug your podcast while I shit on it. <laughs> um, if you listen to the uh, if you listen to the uh, the tough snapper quiz episode, then you already know all about it, really. But uh, we're the Un American Football Show. You can find us on Twitter at Tough Show Official, and then literally anywhere you get podcasts, you can listen to us. Uh, we don't do the YouTube thing anymore. Sacked off because I couldn't be asked. And then there's Burrowpod as well. If you look for search for Burrowpod, you'll probably find it. But you know, you, you'd have to be a Steamish fan to have any interest in that. So you probably won't. Don't listen to the the one that Farley does. And I was going to say, do you, do you want to plug the other Burrow? <laughs> no, I am not mentioning it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Right, excellent stuff. Um, yeah, been a lot of fun. We will be, yeah, some of us might be back next week. Who knows? Um, go well. Catch you soon. Cheers. I love the fact Nate said in our chat, oh, I can't complain about it, though. I'll make us seem bitter. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Farley will never hear this, so it's fine. I'd, yeah, I don't bring that on me. What can I say?